0: Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin today, joined by and always joined on Thursdays by your boy Aaron, wearing Celtics green. So weirdest thing that that he regularly does um, is this, I thought you guys were protesting. Protesting what? He's wearing an A's hat for those of you listening, and I, I thought I thought I thought A's fans were protesting the team because they've been trying to mooch off the city forever and then yep. now are are trying to mooch off of a different city
1: yes um the a's also got a perfect game throw against them last night so <laughs> and yeah. i and i i uh i love i love the kelly green a's merch so i've decided um i'm not an a's fan i'm an oakland a's fan so they're still in oakland so i'll support mm-hmm. plus i need a haircut
0: I just, I, my hair grows too. Damn the far. color green, man. Like it's just. You know what's
1: funny is I actually, um, I wore this hat to uh, to the facility, mm-hmm. um, to uh, practice once and got. <laughs> I won't say who. Pulled Rightfully, aside, but I got pulled aside. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, what your hat? I'm like, I can't wear a hat. It didn't even occur to me. Um, yep, because it very clearly says a's on it very you clearly. wear it backwards yeah but it also has a mlb logo on the front of i mean it's on really the back small head. yeah the, okay.
0: the the thing that people notice is going to be the color green it's just like um jalen hood rocking the green suit it's just like that you was can't more do of, that yeah, man yeah and the celtics do wear it.
1: that darker color now that that kind of like darker emerald great suit by the way
0: no it wasn't it, yeah, was, it was the wrong was, color it was no, a yeah. terrible color Um, This is the the color green. Go ahead. I hate the color green so much. I have hazel eyes, and I like to say that, like, um, like my my body fought the color green so hard (laughs) that it was like (laughs) we're going to compromise on brown and green. (laughs) Uh, Fair.
1: Uh, I hate I hate the color red because of uh, the Stanford Cardinal. So I don't. Yeah, I don't really wear any. I don't think I have any red clothing. I don't wear red.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So it and is And by the way, that
1: will be the extent of my contribution to this podcast. I poured myself the largest unnamed cognac pure white that has ever been poured. Yeah. And I will just sit here and mute my mic from now on. Go ahead. What what are you talking about on the show today on this fine Thursday, Anthony?
0: So yesterday's uh, news cycle was about Bruce Brown. And um, while obviously you can't get into the specifics as it pertains to a specific player, Mm -hmm. I do think it's worth talking about what the Lakers would have had to do, what they would have to do to be able to use the non-taxpayer mid-level exception that they were going to use reportedly on uh, Bruce Brown. Now, Mark Stein did throw some cold water on Brown specifically. Um, and, you know, it always felt like more of a leverage play from Brown to try to get some team to pay him more than the non-taxpayer. But regardless, um, I do want to talk about the paths forward here where, you know, they could go with essentially what they've told us all along they were going to do. Which is some version of running it back, keeping their their powder dry as uh, they get into the season, as they head into the season, mm-hmm. and then kind of tweaking the roster at the deadline or in, in the months leading up to the deadline as need be, or they can renounce the rights to Mobamba and not pick up, uh, or I guess not guarantee Mo Bamba's contract. No, and you then, have to, to, to non-guarantee um,
1: him, you have to renounce his rights. You have that. All
0: correct. right. So, all right. So uh, that, that um, verbiage, and then with Malik Beasley, they could not pick up his team option um, to get them closer to the uh, apron, which uh, is like 170?
1: No, no, so you would have to... It, it doesn't get you close to the apron. You would have to do that to um, get under the the cap, um, in which case then you would have the non-taxpayer mid-level. Um, there's some other little machination. Not, though, the, it, but not that,
0: the cap though, right? The, the, the tax apron.
1: No, because then you don't have the... You don't have the. Um, there's two mid-level exceptions. Right. Um, there's the taxpayer mid-level exception, which is um, uh, over the excuse me. They would have to be under the tax. Correct. They would have to be. Under, yeah. Yes. To have the uh, yeah. non-taxpayer. Yes. The full mid-level. Yeah. Because you're talking about cap space,
0: and I'm talking about space under the you know because the non-taxpayer. There, there is theoretically
1: under. a path forward with cap space also, but. That's, but that takes even more massaging. Discussion. So. The the one thing I do want to point out, though, and because today is the uh, deadline day for those two decisions, is the difference in and you and I have talked about this offline. The difference between the non guarantee and the team option it, it seems very similar, but it is not. A non guarantee is treated like uh, he has a contract. So, uh, for uh, to put this simply, in uh, the kind of the the CBA for dummies portion of this is because I know this is kind of minutiae that's difficult. Um, the CBA treats Mo Bamba as though he has a contract until the Lakers decide theoretically to not guarantee it, which would, uh, then they would have to renounce his rights, which mm-hmm. does not give you bird rights. The bird rights end with that. The difference with um, with Malik is that he is treated as though he doesn't have a contract right now until the team picks it up. So the team would have to do something to pick it up. Otherwise it just, if not, if you don't hear anything, it's that he is not, the team option is not picked up. The difference Mm -hmm. though, is you do not have to renounce his rights. He just becomes a free agent and he could come back. um, And they have the bird bird rights. rights. You could, you could sign him to whatever contract you want um, with his bird rights. If the non-guarantee for Mo, I mean, if Mo is non-guaranteed, he is then um, renounced. he, He renounced his rights. And then you don't have Red Right. You to. do not have. So then for him to come back, you would have to use an exception. So um I've i barely slept, which is why I was like, Yeah, there's a path to cap space. You gotta get under the cap. that's a different path. But yes. <laughs> uh so you have the non-tax pyramid level, you can be over the cap, you just cannot be over the the uh the the apron. The difference though, the problem though becomes if you use and you would have the Lakers would have the uh the biannual exception also. The difference though is if you use either one of those the non pair mid-level or yes then you are hard capped.
0: Yeah. And those are
1: the two triggers and receiving a player in sign in trade. Those are the the triggers for the hard cap. Shout out that to That was where
0: I stubbed my toe on the whole Bruce Brown notion. Um I do I am not interested in the Lakers being hard capped seeing as I think one of this year's bigger market inefficiencies is going to be spending confidently spending right we we even saw dude we saw Steve Ballmer um turn down you know or you know show Eric Gordon the door after they traded Luke Kennard after they they pick swapped and and gave up 10 pick slots um in the first round of the everybody
1: everybody we saw we saw the warriors dump yeah. Jordan Poole everybody is shook by it. Those, those, yeah. and those two teams the clippers and the warriors is who this rule is designed for yeah, and those two are shook. So
0: and and so, like the reason the reason um, I would rather not hard cap myself. No, those teams are shedding salaries to get under the the second apron. They are above the second yeah. apron, and they are trying to get under it at some point in the year. next couple of years. Um, they're trying to get but, under
1: it for next year specifically. Yeah. The um, Lakers, the Lakers under, are. Right, go ahead, sorry.
0: The, the Lakers are under the second apron right now, and I think mm-hmm. they can get close enough to it where they get the benefits of spending. Right, you increase your margins the more that you spend in a salary cap sport, um, and and not have to worry as much about the stuff that like the Clippers and the Warriors are freaking out about. Right, and and I think that's and um, the Celtics that I think is the sweet spot. I think and the Celtics
1: year. and Denver's freaking out about it also yeah um but yes continue um yeah okay yeah what, what else do you want <laughs> to talk right. about that's it all, all right,
0: right. No, no no i i i do think so what we're gonna you know what we're gonna try to liven up a little bit because it does get kind of dry the more that you talk about like numbers and exceptions and all of that stuff but um without getting too far into the weeds i think that the two paths ahead here whether it's for brown or whomever the, the path that would arrive at being able to use the non-taxpayer exception and the, the biannual, but hard capping yourself. I want to talk about like what that would look like personnel wise here for the Lakers. Okay. And then I also want to present and essentially like those of you who subscribe on, on, um, sub this is essentially what I wrote last night for it. Um, regarding like the Lakers options here, but, uh, you know, what it would look like and the upsides and downsides of, um, not pursuing a Bruce Brown or that type of free agent utilizing the mini mid level and in carrying forward that way. I also think it's interesting, um, before we even get into that, we just saw, uh, Jordan Clarkson pick up his player option. We saw Gary Trent Jr. Do the same. We've seen Josh Hart push back his option decision date. Um, I, I think we're probably going to uh see I you know, unless we just don't get news about it today, by the time you guys are listening about it uh to this, and I'm just gonna throw this up as soon as we're done recording. Um so one, we're one still thing waiting. about
1: the uh, the heart thing though, mm-hmm. that is to give um that's not one of these like decision that was pushed back. So to push it back, both sides have to agree. Yeah. And that is because He's trying to give the Knicks some flexibility to do something, and then
0: um, and then bring him back on bird rights,
1: and then get it, and then or do an extension. Maybe he picks it up and they do they do an extension. But they're trying. He's trying to see what the Knicks can do with with it if he doesn't pick it up, and that has yeah. to happen from both sides um, to amend the contract. Both sides to amend that date, the option date or the guarantee date. Both both parties have to agree to amend the contract. So when you see that, they're kind of working. You know they're working together. By the way,
0: mm-hmm. um, and so yeah, I, I, but I, I do want to come back to like players who have picked up their options because historically speaking, under the previous CBA, most players of like Jordan Jordan Clarkson's type, Gary Trent Jr., they turned down that option for more long term money. Typically, um, <clears throat> this this like the the number of people, the percentage of players who. Are turning or are actually exercising their player options again? Really strikes me as you know, kind of tells me that the free agent market this year, teams we've we've already seen teams are reluctant to trade. They're scared to trade like role players, right? And utilize draft picks because those draft picks are cost controlled. We've seen salary dumps for teams trying to get underneath that second second apron or avoid that second apron moving forward. We've seen all these cost cutting stuff. And, and you combine that with players picking up their options, and it makes me really think that this um, the cap space and the amount of money that's going to be spent or just the free agent market in general is going to be pretty dry this summer. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, well, here's the thing. I think it's, it's twofold. Yes. Um, I think, well, sort of. Because I think it is, it is starting to have the intended effect for um, what the NBA at least claims to have wanted, right? They're trying to close the spending gap. I think that's what it is. I mean, because it's not mm-hmm. just the reported part is all the teams that spend too much um, or not spend too much, but spend like just exorbitantly and just don't care about the tax the Warriors and the, and the Clippers, basically.
0: Now the Suns.
1: They are trying, and the Suns, um, they are trying to rein those teams in. But what, the, the underreported part of it is they are also forcing the teams that were just hoarding cap space to spend more. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think and it's And now more, Michael
0: Jordan is selling.
1: <laughs> right. I'm, <laughs> I'm out. And changing the tax. That you the, want me uh, to do what? The tax, I'm They're changing the tax <laughs> payments too, or the, uh, excuse me, the, the, uh, the distribution from, from the tax team. So the, to the non-tax team. Yeah. Um, so I think it is. So at the top, yes, I think we're going to, it's going to be more dry, but at the bottom, you are going to get teams that are going to throw exorbitant amounts of money, like overpay people just because they have to, right. Yeah. You have to get up to the salary floor. Um, so I think you're going to see shorter deals for, for higher, uh, dollar amounts just because teams they don't want to tie up their money long term. But if you're gonna to have to do it, right? If you're trying to pry an unrestricted free agent and even maybe a restricted free agent away from the incumbent team, you're gonna to have to way overpay. And you may as well because you're gonna to have to spend the money somewhere. It's so I think yeah. you're gonna see shorter term deals for larger sums of money. You know, the rumors about um Houston, let's say <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say something, but like I don't know if you saw today the rumors about Houston having something in place with with a couple guys. So if you the, if you look at that at its face, you say those dudes have one uh, specific. You can't like-
0: say their names, I can. Fred Van Vliet and Dylan Brooks. Um it has reached a point according to, to Mark Stein that it would surprise teams around the league if they didn't sign there. No time so, no tampering going on though. None whatsoever. Of not. No, of course
1: not. So like for for the shorter of those guys, um, it on its face looks like a huge it looks like a huge overpay, mm-hmm. but that's what it's going to take to get him away from his incumbent team, and it's only for two years. So, and and what are they going to do otherwise? Right, you may as well you have to spend the money. It looks like it looks like they're not going to be reuniting with a with a former love. <laughs> it, it looks like Houston will not be re- reuniting with a former love that they have. They're not getting back with their ex. It, it would not mm-hmm. appear. Um, so I think that's part of it. Yes. I do think Stein it's also is- for,
0: for those who are like, who, who somehow didn't get the joke, uh, <laughs> James Harden, according to Mark Stein is expected to resign in Philadelphia. And, uh, Kyrie Irving on that note also is expected to resign in Dallas.
1: So, um, So that's not
0: tampering that those guys can, those guys can have something in place with their current team.
1: (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, yeah. So, uh, so I do think, I do think that that's my one caveat to free agency is going to be dry is it is going to be dry in some cases, but there is going to be the, the, the lower spending teams or the teams with cap space are going to be forced to spend it. So I do think mm-hmm. that can lead to some overpays like purposely. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, he's, I think that's what Bruce still on, is banking on. He's still, he's still on our roster. Right. So I can, I can talk about him, but if, if a big offer from Austin comes from somewhere, mm-hmm. my expectation is San Antonio, mm. right? Because they have a bunch of cap space and like, and, and he fits a need there also.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but they're going to have to spend it. So, like it makes sense to throw if you're if you're way under the salary floor it makes sense to throw huge offers out to to restricted free agents mm-hmm. because you have to spend the money anyway and even if it's an overpay, they aren't that get, the only like way you can it's
0: like james harden isn't gonna like sign in san antonio no right like they they don't have access to that kind of free agent
1: no draymond green is not going back to detroit right mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not how that's not how this works um so, uh, like, a good example of it is um, Indiana last year with with uh, Aiden. Like, is he worth the max? No. Mm-mm. But if they're going to have any chance to get him, if you actually like the player and you're going to have a chance to get him, you're going to have to pay more. So, and then Phoenix ends up matching. If Phoenix matches, okay, fine. you caused them a little bit of pain, right? They paid more than they want to. So, I do think the lower level, the lower spending teams will have some movement in free agency. It won't be that dry. But towards the the top, yes, it's gonna be it's gonna be dry. The other part, though, the reason why this free agency is going to seem dry is because the free agent class just isn't particularly. Exciting.
0: Yeah, there's also that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think those are the two reasons. I was I gave a very long answer for one of the reasons and a very short answer for the other. But those are the two reasons. <laughs>
0: These guys. The class sure. itself is the class <laughs> itself is kind of dry. Um. So on on the Austin part of it too, while we're just kind of talking about San Antonio in particular. Mm-hmm. they have the cap space to actually pay austin more than the 12 million he's slated to get they can smooth out the the poison pill um if they choose to do that whereas like you mm-hmm. know the lake yeah they can i i, I thought they, they cannot. had to have no no no
1: no 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 they cannot though they the way that it works is whatever whatever he is paid right he can only be paid like 12 million and 12 whatever in the first two seasons whether that's with the Lakers or any other team. Uh-huh. And then it can balloon up to 30-something and 30-something in years three and four. What, though, the the team that is signing him to that offer sheet, San Antonio in this case, has to have the cap space available this year for the, the entirety. They they have to have the average cap space of whatever. So if, let, to make the math easy, it's like, say it was four for 100. That's more than Austin mm-hmm. can get. But let's say it's four for 100. San Antonio would have to have 25 million in cap space right now yeah. to sign him to that offer. Which they do. Even though it can only be 12, 12, 30, and 30. What you're thinking of is the incumbent oh, team, the yeah, Lakers yeah. in this case, the Lakers have to have the the same cap space available, the 25 million, if they were to smooth it. So the Lakers will not have the option to smooth it. It will be 12, right. 12, 12, 30, 30, or whatever, whatever, whatever the terms he agrees to. The Lakers will be forced into those terms because they do not have the cap space,
0: which I think they're fine with for the most part. Um, you know, I mean,
1: that brings up a LeBron question, an AD question, right?
0: Yeah, but like, you know, and, so, and the
1: new TV money is go- is coming in a couple years, yeah. so the cap will go up wildly again. I don't know about wildly, but the cap will go up heavily again.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, right. So my point, yeah, what I'm what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that like while the Lakers have LeBron and AD, I would imagine for the next season or two, Austin will be on a very reasonable number. Mm-hmm. And then when those guys are gone, if those guys are gone, and the salary bumps up, Austin will, I think, once again, be at a pretty reasonable number. I think thirty million for a starting. No, point to be guard, fair, I don't think he's going to get that.
1: I don't think yeah. anybody's going to offer him that.
0: But. um... But even if it does, well, like that's why, so the reason I say all of that is because like Mark Stein wrote that it was, you know, he had a source tell him that it was an automatic match, even if it's the max. And yes. I'm saying yes. um, this is why, like th- this yeah, is yeah, why it's fair. an automatic yeah, match is, is because like it's a reasonable number for the two seasons while you need to keep your costs down a little bit because you're employing LeBron and AD. And then potentially after you're employing LeBron and AD, that number jumps up at which point you're going to have to hit that salary floor anyway. And by the way, Austin Reeves is a starting point guard shooting guard in his prime and 30 ish million for that type of player. Sounds about right.
1: So I think the more important thing to do is not think of, and this is what happens. This is what teams do. Like the raw number doesn't matter. What it, what teams do is Think of it in terms of percentage of the yeah, cap. percentage, Uh huh. So like 30 million now is not 30 million three years from now. Right. Um. So I think it's more important to think of it as a percentage of the salary cap as opposed to 30 or 40 yeah. because right like Michael Jordan made 30 million dollars in a season and it was absurd. Right. And there wasn't a salary cap then. So you could just pay dudes whatever you are. Excuse me. There wasn't a maximum salary then. So mm-hmm. you could just pay dudes whatever you want. And then nobody got that again for a while. And now like $30 million, right now, $30 million is just kind of like, all right, there's a lot of money, but like good players get $30 million. So yeah, I think percentage of the cap is, is, uh, is what's meaningful.
0: Yeah. And, and I, you know, that I'm not disagreeing. I would add to that, that like comparable salaries and comparable players is also a thing that I look at and starting caliber guards, whether it's a shooting guard or a point guard, make that number, at least, I would say. Um, Unless they're on like a a rookie scale contract in which like, or they're restricted free agents or whatever, and and that's a whole different um, thing altogether. But anyway, um, back to the the main point here, and I'm keeping an eye, by the way, like if if you guys are watching and you see my eyes kind of darting one way or the other, it's because I have my phone down here and and it is peak. (laughs) Um no notification season. Yeah, so, do you have do you
1: have uh, do, are you do you have the right ones notifications on the right ones? Or are you gonna get are you gonna get had?
0: Uh I have been had already, but that's because somebody was impersonating Tim Reynolds of <laughs> which is like like if you're gonna do it and you're gonna get people, that's how you're gonna get people because I do. I have Woge, I have Shams, I have Haynes, and I have Stein. Those are the four accounts that I get notifications mm-hmm. for. Okay. Um, and then by the way, can, can we like quick detour on Shams? Sure. Um, all right. So while the draft was going on, he is by the way, employed by FanDuel. And this is why this, this caught my attention. Yep. Um, while the draft was going on, the odds for the second pick were swinging all over the place. In, Not
1: while the draft was going on in the, like heading into, yeah, draft. heading, heading yep. into the,
0: draft, yeah, <laughs> I guess while the draft was going on. It, it, for the vast majority of draft, those guys have already been taken. Uh, did you see somebody? So for, for, I, for, think for was,
1: I think it was like minus twenty thousand for for Webin Yama to be picked first. Somebody In, somebody bet like sixty grand to win three hundred bucks. on yeah.
0: Wemby going first. So here's what I think. if you if you have the money to drop sixty grand on something like that, why aren't you dropping like a hundred grand or a million or whatever that returns you? Because it's a joke, like,
1: right? For the joke. Yeah, well, having sixty grand to drop is a lot different than having a mil- uh, a million to drop. But I guess it's, most for of the joke of it, because have... if you have sixty grand to drop on on that, you don't yeah. care about the three hundred dollars. Yeah, so it's just like for the bit for the joke.
0: Yeah, I you know I'm I'm pretty stoked though. Avery does have three hundred dollars worth of, of donuts that she gets to.
1: For oh, from uh, from Wemby going first. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> that, was I that, that was <laughs> actually name better
0: was you. Yeah, that was me. Um. All right, so so anyway, in the in the days leading up to the draft, um, the, the odds for the second player taken were, were kept jumping back and forth between Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller. Mm-hmm. And um, a big reason why that kept on jumping back and forth was because Shams was going out there and saying, <laughs> saying one way or the other. They kept on saying names that, that this is who they're looking at. They're looking this way. And then the odds were swinging. People would put money on it, and then they would swing back, and he would say the other thing. And then finally, no, but like it was
1: also it was also Woj them going back and forth.
0: Yeah. And so um, Woj, though, is employed by ESPN, which. Fine, you know, you do your reporting for ESPN, you do your reporting from ESPN. That That isn't to say that ESPN doesn't have like DraftKings money coming in. Right. They, they do have partnerships with those companies, but it's not the same as being in the employ of one of these companies that does directly benefit from people losing money based off of the reports that go out there. So anyway, Shams does all of that. Somebody notices it, tweets it. That goes crazy viral. Um, and uh, you know, and I I should have. I didn't mean to talk about this today. or otherwise, I would have pulled up the tweet. But um, but the you know, it goes crazy viral. And we haven't heard from Shams since. FanDuel put out a statement. They not. said that like they said that like you know we. Uh, do we, we, we do not know what Shams is going to report before he reports it, to which I would say, what are you employing him for then? So um,
1: here's here's what I will tell you. And maybe and that's true. Maybe that well, maybe let, let me just lay,
0: just really quickly just wrap this up. The only thing I, 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 I misspoke. I did see a, a video yeah, report a yesterday. He's, yeah, he's been around um, a little bit. But but he has been nowhere near nice. as uh visible as he would typically be. And it made Correct. me wonder if Fanduel or or his employers have just kind of said like hey let's set this one out let's 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 let the new cycle right. I mean, carry this, on and then this get back i
1: mean you. this all of those guys um this is when they make them make their money so much but make their names right this is yeah. how you become a a titan in the news breaking uh in mm-hmm. the nba industry this is time this is the time oh the i forgot i
0: also have fisher on my yeah yeah yeah, as you should.
1: Yeah. yeah um So the point I was going to make is that may be true about what FanDuel said. You know, we don't know what he's going to tweet before he tweets it. That may be true. And maybe it is true because they're not a a news entity, right? But every news entity, um, I know this to be true. ESPN, Fox Sports, uh, CBS Sports, um, everywhere. Mm -hmm. They have before before any of their talent Journalistic standards
0: break,
1: before any before any of their talent is allowed to break anything um they have to run it by their news desk first
0: i mean um, i can i've i've done this so with vox for example um i had it i it was made known to me and i've sold the, i've told some of these this story before but it was made known to me that the lakers were beefing up their analytics department Um, and I'm not going to go into the sourcing on (laughs) how I knew that because that's funny. I maybe when I'm like 80 years old, it'll be because it is a funny story. But but um, and I'm not I'm no longer in the industry. But anyway, I'm not going to burn a source over it. But what I will say though is that like um, I was told about it by multiple people, had it confirmed and all of that stuff. Told Harrison, hey, this is something that I I'm I'm confident in my ability to report. He then spoke to Seth, who was his boss, and I had to tell both of those guys. I had to go into a meeting with both of those guys to tell them what my sourcing was, why this was applicable information, why it was worth reporting, blah, blah, blah. Um, We then had to reach out to the Lakers to ask them for comment on it. Um, at which point they said, who the fuck is Fred Irwin <laughs> or Anthony Irwin, whatever his name is? Why does he have this information? And we were just like, he just does. So do you want to comment on it or not? And they were really angry about it, but we we just moved on. And it was like, it was a story that put them in a positive light. They were beefing up their annex, a- analytics department. That was something that fans really wanted at the time um, and still prioritize. But anyway, to your point, like that was a multi-step thing to report a very small story you know that involves the subject itself and and like this is why um you know journalists get up in arms at the way that like the Schefters the Wojas, the Shams of the world operate because a lot of those steps are now being skipped but anyway go ahead
1: yeah so I mean I was just the point is that it's possible that FanDuel is telling the truth as it relates to Shams but Every other house. If
0: so, it's not a great look either.
1: <laughs> every other, every other shop, every other house. I mean, again, I, I made the distinction that FanDuel is not like a news organization, but doesn't he? it Shams? It's Bleacher Report, also, right? I think the athletic. Bleacher Report and the um, Athletic, right? No, yeah. not the Bleacher Report, the Athletic. So the Athletic certainly. Mm-hmm. He has people that he has to talk to at the Athletic before he just sends something out there. Especially since the Athletic is now the New York Times, like they're. Yeah. So, maybe maybe that's true with with FanDuel, but yeah, there were some some wild there were some wild swings um, in the you know whatever thirty six hours up to mm-hmm. the draft. Wh- who the odds on the on the, the second pick? Yes.
0: Yeah, and and now he is a lot quieter than he typically is, and and I'm I'm kind of especially wondering... this time of year. Yeah, and I'm also kind of wondering if that might signal like if we're gonna start because like there were reports last year about Schefter that he was now look he was letting uh, he was letting the subject of some of his
1: articles have redline his ed- articles ed- ed- editing power <laughs> yeah yeah
0: and and like that is very different like when I when we when I was at Vox reached out to the Lakers for comment you know we weren't like no we're not I wasn't changing my story based off of what they were telling me to say there. That's very different than like handing your story, giving them the the edited version of the story already edited, telling them here here's your red marker, Mr. Editor. I think he even called Dan Snyder, um, and 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 then changing the story based off of what the subject wants it known about him out there publicly, um, potentially on some really important shit because we now know how Dan Snyder was operating, by the way. But anyway, um, can we
1: talk about this for the rest of the show
0: and like, skip, <laughs> yeah, skip and then the. And then, you know, so, and I know like, like people like, you know, journalism is boring and all of that stuff and I get it or whatever, but like it, it is, I do kind of wonder if this is one of those inflection points where, where, you know, more people are, are, are made known because they are losing money over it, how some of the sausage is made. And if we are going to start to regulate the making, the making of said sausage,
1: this is going to be our worst show ever. We have, spent right. it, we have we have spent it talking about journalistic <laughs> standards and integrity and Cba minutia this is gonna I know be really I know
0: fun. and and look like this is this is where I probably need a pr- producer to to yoink me to yank me away from some of this stuff but like I don't know I I try to I try to like focus on stuff that I think people should be focusing a little bit more on and by the way like we are gonna it's June 29th. Tomorrow is yeah. June. You know, t- today, at some point, we're going to get word on Mo Bamba and Malik Beasley. Okay, and I so think that is I, going to. Here's what I will to... say
1: about that. Mm. <laughs> I was like, here's what I'll say about yes. that. And then when, and then had to be like, wait a second.
0: <laughs> you stepped out onto the cliff. You're like, that's yeah. a real long fall. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that
1: looks. How hot? How high are we? Um, you sure that's right, okay? Okay. So here's what I will say Is I think. Do I you like jumping
0: off high stuff into water?
1: That's why people stuff. That's why people
0: right, shit. Why, why?
1: What? Why? What is like? What's fun about that? No, there's oh, so man, many I things that it. could go wrong. No, I, no. Absolutely I flip not. off of that
0: stuff. I have pictures of me like upside down, 15 feet over the water. That's awful.
1: Why? No. <laughs> and first of all, nobody should be going anywhere near water. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> did, did we learn anything from the last week or so? We ain't supposed to be in the ocean like that. For me, that, right I, now, that was in in that fairness, that was Tahoe rivers, like creeks, lakes, ponds.
0: There was nothing in Lake Tahoe to taking that was gonna... a bath,
1: <laughs> like uh uh-uh. uh, no bodies of water. I will not even, I'm not dipping a toe in. Uh-uh. The name of the show nothing? is going to be
0: hygiene, white people's stuff, per area. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: hygiene is not white people's stuff, unfortunately. You it, can go to Twitter, true. it'll tell you that. <laughs> I bathe once a week. You do what.
0: I remember one time. I was don't, like, don't the people? Do you don't wash clean, your calves? <laughs> yeah, don't don't they just let Why the water you?
1: run over you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's
1: unexc- yeah, hygiene um, is not white people's stuff.